so hi well the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with free and joey and we're club diver and we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album exercise your demons so congrats on that by the way how do you guys feel about the response to the announcement so far it's been really good um so you know it's uh i've never released an album before i've always wanted to so it's it's super exciting um and this is kind of our first it's our first album but it's also like our first album or release is kind of a full band um that we wrote together and and all that kind of stuff so it's it's been really cool to see the response of people being like i like this a lot uh because you're always nervous before it some new comes out a new direction and um it's been great yeah i mean it's 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 really cool to see we have great great fans i mean we wouldn't be here without them obviously mm -hmm. um but it's it's been it's been really cool it's been fun to be a rock star feel like a rock star hell yeah you know, every once in a while um the album's great and congrats mm -hmm. on the signing by the way that's fucking crazy it's looking oh, through yeah. the roster Thank like there are their alumni and shit i'm like holy fuck you guys are in good company <laughs> it's ridiculous it's been it's been pinch me moments like here and there we'll just sort of we're working really hard on you know getting music videos together and all kinds of fun stuff that we're you know only now getting to start like announcing but we'll have these moments of stop in the middle of the film and kind of look at each other whoop <laughs> like craziness mm -hmm. and kind of just be like i can't believe this is happening i can't believe like just you know like disbelief hell yeah perfect uh, so, Sorry, is there any meaning behind what happened? I saw a spider. I had to get. Oh, I respect it. Release, release uh, ethically outside. I, I oh. respect I it. Did. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> uh, side one dummy, super exciting though, because um, you know, like there is so many great bands uh, who've been on it and are currently on it, but also like, you know, the Vans Warped Tour compilations and stuff like that. So it's like albums that we all owned when we were younger and mm -hmm. um it's it's kind of surreal like brie said it's just a crazy feeling Hell yeah. for sure, sure. Uh, so a big spider it... i'm sorry what like do you know what type of spider it was it was big <laughs> it's just, it's just big. i wouldn't fair. have been able to concentrate if i had known it was just wandering yeah, around no, my house I, that's I, valid I I totally got you. One time I stopped an interview to kill a spider that was on my wall because if not, I was afraid it was going to like come get me in my sleep. So I was like, I got to take care of this now. Like, it's a very real yeah, fear. I yeah. understand completely. That's, what, that's what, there's a little excitement for everyone's day. I'm fine. You know, I did not yeah. you Spider Man yet. We'll keep oh. Thank you. All right. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? This is me pointing at Brie. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, so the Exercise Your Demons, um, it, the album title came later um, and kind of started as a joke when we were, you know, we were joking about at our live performances, like leading people in exercises between songs. It, it started as just kind of like, wouldn't that be funny? And it, I, I don't even remember how we got there, but it was when, when it came about, it just so perfectly fit in with the story we were trying to tell with the album, which revolves a lot around um, sort of like addiction, grief, these things that we sort of like pick up in our lives and, and never sort of get rid of, but 
have to learn to live with, right? So you can't, you maybe can't exorcise the demons, you can't get rid of them, you can't cast them out, but you can, you can learn how to train yourself and you can learn discipline and you can learn resilience. And, and so that's kind of where it started. And then that the album cover is just kind of the, the play on the joke of the, the visual sort of, you know, like a, like a little boot camp in the, you know, in the foothills of rural California, just, uh, <laughs> Where we're famously from, of course, right. California. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that. Um, so, can you tell no, us? That? It was a lot of fun. It's um, it Bree Bree nailed it. Yeah, well, well said. Hell yeah! Good job. Uh, so, so can you Thank tell you. us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, um, it kind of started. It started before Bree was in the band. Um, the very first song we wrote for it, which is. Uh, track five called death is a wedding with eternity um a real fun uh light song that one is um <laughs> super super chill mm-hmm. super super fun vibes all talking about you anything know. serious course, yeah. just a yeah, pop was, banger it, it, nothing serious just about this reoccurring nightmare i was having where i was being haunted by my um deceased ex-girlfriend who was telling me to kill myself um, to be with her. Um, Jesus. Okay. And it was a nightmare I was having every single night during the pandemic, during lockdown. Um, I was just like, I, I was texting Matt and I was like, man, I'm going to need you to write me something weird because we're going to get weird with the song. I got to get this. I got this thing that I just want to get out. And mm-hmm. so we wrote this, this song, um, wrote the verses to this song. And I sent it to Brie because Brie was, a, um, has been a friend of mine for a couple of years. And, um, I was like, check out this song. I'm super excited about it. And Brie actually responded like, oh my gosh, it's such a great song. Like, I, I can't believe I like know y'all. This song's incredible. And then like, it was funny later when we kind of fleshed it out and Brie brought in these other perspectives and wrote the chorus to that song. It was like, hey, that song, it's your song now too. And it was like a really, a really like full circle moment. Um, That's cool. And, and we, we kind of learned how to write together um because it always been like me and matt and our old bassist dan who would write a lot of the lyrics and now we have brie and gill and it was her and and gill and matt and i and we just kind of got together and we're like what do we want to talk about so we had this idea for this dream but what goes on everywhere else and so we kind of landed together on this idea of this exploration of grief of um kind of what we do to deal with it before we actually deal with it. And then um, kind of what comes next is, is kind of the idea um, of, okay, so we don't want to die. We, we know that. So what do we do now? Cause we didn't plan on making it past this point. So mm-hmm. this was never like, I always plan on dying in my thirties. Like that was my, I knew I was going to do it like late twenties, early thirties. Like, and then I almost died and I was like, oh no, that's not, I don't like that. That was not super cool. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of has that inspiration of like anyone who's kind of dealt with, you know, suicidal ideations or depression or any kind of mental illness for a long time can know that feels like a war. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're just like, ah. you know, we, we have a line that's like, um, you know, I, I, I'll admit I'm terrified to die, um, but just, um, I can't even remember now. I, I mean, I'm terrified to die, but sometimes it just seems faster than another 30 years of pain. Just give me what comes after. And that's a really like strong, uh, evocative emotion that I think anyone who's struggled for a long time can, can understand. And then when, when you've given up, you don't plan for the future. I don't know. That's crazy, right? Yeah. So, 
that's kind of the second half is what do we do now? No, let's mm -hmm. not sit in it. And Bree can fill in some of those gaps. It's just kind of an overarching how this writing process went, but it was super cool um, for me, at least. It was, it was awesome. It was a beautiful time. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. That song is a really good example of kind of the, the way that the collaboration went so seamlessly because they, you know, they had their own process, like you said, before I walked in. So um, they kind of had to, teach me how to get comfortable songwriting, even though I, you know, I know this music and um, I knew the story we were telling. It just, there was a lot of development that happened through um, just sort of that time together and, and telling those stories, like Joey said about, you know, his fiance and kind of um, reeling with each other also. There was, you know, there's another song on the album where, um, man, I was just, it started, I was having just a really bad day and it started with us talking about it. And by the end of that night, we had written this song, uh, this track four in like one night and it was over. Wow. So it just, it all came out of relationship. It all came out of a commitment to like this story that we wanted to tell of like, like I said, just kind of that, that hope and that resilience, you know, and it, it gets a little dark. It does. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How did how did like the writing process change for you guys like by adding Brie into the mix? Sure, um, I'd I'd say, you know, before Brie joined the band, it was like Matt wrote the music, and then I kind of came up with the stories, and then we'd figure out how to tell it together, like what lines worked best, what rhymes were too on the nose or too obvious. And, you know, then Matt would be like, okay, that, how can we say that without it sounding like that? I'm like, exactly. Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> and, um, so there was a lot of, I'd say control um, on the narration, the narrative side of things that I, that I had like full responsibility of, which, you know, I, I was starting to figure out and stuff like that. But when, when Bree joined, we wanted to make sure it wasn't, a, a situation that she'd had in the past where it's like <clears throat> you know here's your song and here's how we want you to sing it and here's what it's about and you yeah. know you sing it this way but more of a like let's tell these stories together we wanted it to be a full collaboration if we're going to be dual front people then we need to write the songs so it's not my Bree singing my song or me singing Bree's song they're cliff yeah. diver songs and um so it, it took some a process of like Matt and I had been doing this for three years at this point or two and a half years at this point where we knew each other and we knew how safe like the, the writing that he's got a den kind of in his in his house where he does all the writing. It's where his computer is. We just demo everything out. And um, so like we already had this kind of feeling of this safe place. And so we brought Bree in and then brought Gil in. But, you know, first Bree was that like there are no bad ideas here. Like there are no bad lines, there are no bad ideas, there are no bad suggestions, and there are no like egos or hurt feelings or anything like that. If a line gets changed or we go a different direction, it's whatever makes it best. And by coming together, you know, a lot of us, we could really um, expand on our perspective. And I think that was the most exciting spot was, you know, um, bringing an entirely different point of view to the table. Um, and then that allows us to kind of fill in the gaps of, where we can communicate to more people um, these kind of messages of hope and resilience. And, and so uh, I think the biggest change of it was just, um, you know, rebuilding a new bond, like kind of like, it's like when you have, you know, more kids, it's like, you don't love the one kid less, but you find new different ways to love each subsequent kid. And so mm -hmm. it's like, um, it, it was just a, it was an awesome thing. It, it took, it took some time for us all to get to, 
fully trust each other from a writing standpoint. But then when we did, you know, we were able to like, at the end of the album, there's this, um, in the single we're actually releasing at some point, our second single, um, there's this great big gang chant chorus and Brie and I wrote it outside in like five minutes. Like Brie's like, okay, here's an idea. It's stuck in my head. How do we do this? And so we just sat down, phone in between us. We're like, okay, 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 okay. And then it just like, it just kind of all sorted itself. And and that's been the best thing. It's like Brie and I, I think when our creative juices connect, when they, it's synergetic, it's just like, oh, there it is. Okay. Of course, of course that that's how it is. So it's, been the best i mean i'm a better writer now because Bree's in the band 100 percent. that's so, sick I that's my that. take Amazing. and you, you can you can take it from the outside too i'm sure brie has her own perspective on it joining uh people who already write together so no i mean it's easy when you have people who are sort of holding that space for you and aren't you know waiting for you to show up and perform they were ready to like inspire me and and sort of like comfortable so that it could come out so it's 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 you know you guys made it easy so it and it it blossomed and now we have our our beautiful little flower we're introducing to the world i love that (laughs) we just can't wait to write again it's like we got to do all this tour stuff and then all this album stuff we're like when can we start writing the new song put us in in the studio again guys come on (laughs) it's not even out yet and i'm like all right lp2 vibes let's go let's be thinking let's write (laughs) because that's it's my favorite thing i love it hell yeah perfect so I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric mm-hmm. off this album and the meaning behind it. Ooh. Okay. Brie, you want to go first? Because I know what mine is. Oh. Um, it's actually the the one that Joey was just referencing. We're getting ready to... Um, I'm not sure when this airs or when it... it when it'll it be out after the single. Your publicist told us mm-hmm. when the single's coming out. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, So on Lost in Ikea, the outro, um, I had actually, we were sitting in the studio and we didn't have an outro for this song and we knew it and I could not stop thinking about it. And I had, I'd run out of paper because I had so many bad ideas that just, you know, and And so I had resorted to coffee filters at this point where the only know I could find. And I had written this line out on a coffee filter and I went to Joey and I was like, this needs to be in the song. And it's, um, it's, I'm on my way now. There's no place that I'd rather be. Uh, if I own this, nobody can take it from me. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I guess for me, it's kind of like that idea of, of that hard decision to kind of like own your shit, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, just kind of take responsibility because at the end of the day, when you're having to go to sleep with yourself, when you're having to wake up with yourself and at the end of the day, it's just you and the mirror it's like, at least I'm owning all of this. And, and that is something no one can take, you know, from you. And that is something you can build a foundation for change or for the rest of your life on. And mm-hmm. so for me, that's, that's my favorite thing that, that made it into the album and has like continued to, to speak to me. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It's, um, it's one of the ones that gets stuck in my head and that I do say quite a bit to myself whenever it's a, uh, you know, or oh, particularly rough day. It's like, you know what, this is this kind of where I am, and I I think it's hard for me to pick a different lyric than that, just because it is so much of a man like a mantra now, where it's like, if I'm having like, or I'm telling my story, I'll be like, but you know what, like, it's who I am, and this is how I got here, and um, 
would I change some of my decisions? Sure. But everything's perfect in hindsight. So it's like, but they, you can't go back. Like there's no use in feeling useless is another line from that song where it's like so much of the depression makes you want to sit in it and, and, and be constantly judged for your indecisions or your bad decisions or whatever you had to do to survive the worst times in your life. Um, so we sit there and we have this feeling of just like being useless and like we cannot do anything to change things or else we would have already done them. That was my line for forever. <laughs> don't you think I don't want to be this way? Don't you? This is just who I am. I could be any other way, but I wasn't doing any of the things I needed to do in order to get better. I was just uh, defiantly feeling useless. Like I was always going to be broken. Um, and I think that's, that can be addicting at times because hope hurts a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I found that to be true in this, um, kind of album release cycle is like the anxiety attacks I get aren't about like, what if things go wrong? It's like, but what if things go right? Mm -hmm. And then they go wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a whole, yeah. A whole new world. Um, so like my anxiety wants to do this paralyzing thing where it's like, you are useless. You cannot change this. You will sabotage it. You will do the things you always do. But I tell myself, you know what? That's not going to do any favors. So mm -hmm. like, what can we do? What can we do now? What's the next thing? If we're not happy about this, what can we do? And like, um, for me, it was quit quitting drinking. Like that was, that was what I needed to do in order to get to a place where I'd be around, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's been like 10 months now. And I'd say without the, without the band and um, being able to write out a lot of these kind of traumatic um, things about, a, you know, relationships with alcohol and substances and grief and being able to really transform the pain into uh, something to help other people has been transformative. So, I mean, it's a, uh, we're on our way now. There's no place that we'd rather be. Hell yeah. So it's a, it's a great time. I, you know, there are a ton of other lyrics that are really close to my heart, but most of them are really sad and dark. So I want to share the message that the, since the new single came out, you know, it's all about hope. And so my favorite lyrics are hopeful. Hell yeah. yeah uh, love good. that energy. Congratulations. And the one about death earlier. I like that one a lot. Or, and there's another one that's like, uh, this bed used to be hallowed ground, but still your ghost, it lingers. I like that line a lot. That was, I get to go full drama nerd in that <laughs> song and just write a Shakespearean soliloquy about death. So it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Love that. That's pretty good. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on 10 months, by the way. That's incredible. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yes, hell yeah. it's, uh, it's the longest I've ever gone since I turned 20. 20, 19 probably and uh yeah. yeah i just uh you know i almost i almost died a couple times but uh the last time uh, I, I went to band practice and i was like i'm so hungover i feel so disgusting um and i was like i'm never drinking again i'm tired i'm tired of this i'm tired of the whole thing and my drummer elliot was like uh yeah i've heard it before save <laughs> it save it you know like i don't believe you and then i just never did again out of spite so yeah. I found that spite rather than self-perseverance is a, a powerful motivator for me. So. Oh, yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah, I've on. used it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I can't ever drink because then Ellie would be like, I told you. I told so. you so. I told exactly. You. Yeah. 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 I can't give him that satisfaction. Exactly. Yeah. You got to win. You got to win. Yeah. 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 Oh, also changed my whole life. And now I'm not an insufferable anxiety monster at all times. So, you know, that's pretty cool, too. That's I guess. pretty cool, too. Sort of win, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, closer be the closer? Did you shuffle it around, see what fits? What was that process like? Oh, 
It bounced around a lot. It, I mean, we, when we, when we started deciding what songs are going to be on the album, it was just kind of like, it was kind of like this self-aware moment where we realized that there was a story we were telling we didn't even realize mm. we were, you know, telling. So what kind of happened was we ended up with way too many starters of songs, demos, and, you know, kind of fleshed ideas halfway out, had like <laughs> little living zombie yard of songs and, yeah. and listen to them all together. And it kind of became apparent listening to the words that we had written and the, the message um, kind of behind it, that it, it sort of, it kind of became obvious. There was, once we had gotten everything in place, there was not a lot of, of nitpicking or, um, or switching around at the last minute. I don't really think we tinkered with it at all. It was super obvious to us, but we didn't necessarily, I don't think, write any particular song to be an opener or closer. They just kind of became that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd say, you know, once we figured out kind of how we wanted to tell the story and that it was a story to be told instead of, you know, just a collection of songs, and we, we kind of experimented with that a little bit at At Your Own Risk, um, kind of a story but this one definitely is more um it's like a, the evolution of that and that's what we want to present is like it's the things you liked about the, the ep you like about cliff diver but in in a new way that's more fleshed out and and i think more accessible where it's we have a full album to develop um kind of a story and, and once we figured out hey i think this could help not only us but other people um because once we kind of identified that grief um it's so universal um especially during the pandemic when we were writing it during the height of um some of the the death and stuff like that where we were just losing people all the time it was like mm -hmm. man there's a lot of people who are in a lot of pain right now and they some of them don't know how to deal with it and they've never dealt with this kind of loss um before and i, I think yeah exactly 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 um and so like we, we just kind of felt like there was an opportunity to to tell a story that could that could help people who maybe have never struggled with this kind of um, anxiety and, and depression that that was brought on to people who may be more neurotypical and don't really have those same struggles. But some people are going through this kind of fear and grief for the first time. Um, mm -hmm. You you could see it all the time on social media. People being like, I just I'm so tired all the time and I, I mean, everything hurts and I don't know what's going on. And it was like, all right, we all just need to find a moment where we can take a deep breath and go, yeah, we're all going through some bad stuff, but like we've, we've been through some bad stuff before too. So um, every, every day that we thought was going to be the day that killed us, we've survived so far. Um, and I think we like people who have struggled, um, you have the choice of either becoming really callous and cynical towards people um, or showing that empathy and saying, Hey man, I know what it's like to feel this way. I remember the first time I had a panic attack. Like, mm -hmm. here's the things you need to know. And I feel like the, a lot of that with this with this album gave us the opportunity to kind of be like, here's some of the things that we felt. And if you felt them too, just know that it doesn't stop here. It doesn't mm -hmm. stop at the bad moment. The best thing about bad days is they end. So I mean, that's that's kind of once we got that idea out, it was it Bree said it perfectly, just kind of all just we're like yep yeah, that's that song for that oh yeah that song's for that that makes sense that that how do we not write it like that because that's obviously what it's about so it's like it was really it's really cool it was just like it was like an exploratory process during the writing uh process we we're like oh 
like we were being let in on a secret. We were like, oh, oh wow, that's what we were trying <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah. So. It's awesome, right? So you guys kind of went into it a little bit earlier, but if you want, you could go a bit more in depth. Would you be able to tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record? Yeah, um, well, I'd say not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. To start with, to start with, um, I, I'd say we were in the process of like coming together as a band, but also like kind of having this realization that maybe we could actually take a swing at this thing on a higher level than we'd ever imagined, like at a professional level, which is what we always we wanted. So we were in the process of kind of trying to change i think who who we were as people to be getting to a place where we could um rely on each other and we could um really invest time and trust into this but at the same time when you're trying to process a lot of uh long-held emotions um you actually have to process them i found unfortunately yeah Yeah, there's not another way through that i haven't found yet i've tried a lot of different ways um all of them seem to not have been great so um so there's there's a lot of raw emotion in in these songs and there's a lot of uh accessing i think some darkness so i think i i think at the beginning it was pretty traumatic and it it's an extent of like recycling some of these feelings for me, especially when um, on track four and five, which are about this kind of loss of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that was opening up a whole can of stuff. And I knew it was yeah. going to, and we were really intentional about it when we talked about it. And when we were planning it, it was like, these songs are going to hurt when we record mm-hmm. them. Um, because I think one thing we try and do is be authentic. Um, and and vulnerable to with that authenticity is um you can earn people's trust and the and they can listen when they can tell that like oh shit this guy might <laughs> do something stupid because <laughs> uh you can tell you know and i think through that it became a healing process but i don't think it was intentional from the beginning i didn't i didn't think i knew it was where it was going to lead um yeah. So I think going into it, it was like, this is just going to be like anything else. And then we quickly found out it wasn't. Um, yeah. And it was it was daunting at first, but that kind of brought us closer together, I think. Being able to say, hey, this is something I struggle with. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. I struggle with that, too. I mean, I think that was really important for Bree and I was getting to know each other in our past and being like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think we're stronger as a unit. And when we come together and we're able to share without fear of judgment or rejection which we're still dealing you know getting getting you know better at because we're human beings Mm -hmm. and we're not perfect all the time believe it or not sucks i know crazy uh well i mean matt does that sometimes but that's that's what he's he's there for yeah of course gotta keep everyone in check yeah it was beautiful so i mean that's that that was my takeaway from it what do you think Bree? where's your headspace at Oh, I like okay. how I'm joining joining you all in the interview. I'm like, go on, Bree, tell me where you're at. <laughs> you just want my job? <laughs> you're better oh, at it. <laughs> no, um, you do a great job, Shane. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that um, you, you're right. It was a really lonely, dark time for everybody alive, period. You know, mm-hmm. and then specifically, I mean, because Joey, we had... He got sober so 
after we had recorded the album and everything. And so we, he was still, you know, in the middle of his sort of turmoil at the end of it when it, you know, peaked. So not to speak for him, but that's, you know, kind of in the timeline where we were. And then even personally, I was going through a lot of things. And so it it just, just so happens to be that things were coming to a head mm-hmm. um, in our personal lives, um, Joey and I, especially amongst the band. And so I think it kind of created this reaction and um, this kind of new thing for Cliff Diver, which is, you know, kind of, getting a little gritty maybe you know (laughs) there was there was at one point we were writing a song and I kind of stopped and was like are we allowed to do this are we allowed to be this this sad this long you know and but that's kind of the point is sitting with it and being comfortable with it and exploring it so that you can come out of it so we didn't shy away from the dark parts of the struggle we didn't you know because it doesn't serve anybody I'm a mom and I've learned you know it doesn't serve me to shy away from you know bad things or things that we perceive as negative emotions like they can be you know the thing that makes you fertile soil for the next thing or you know whatever I don't know so it's it's that it's not not great but I think that that's good because I think you know if you can't if you can't tell somebody that you've been in, you know, been stuck in the mud, then how are you going to give them advice on how to get out or, you know, start to. And she's right. It was very much like, um, like we had some stressful stuff happen in the studio and then like, you know, it it was our natural reaction. I think at the time was just to, to party it away, especially for me. I mean, that was just the, the thing that was easy. It was accessible and it was a quick, um, serotonin and dopamine dump in my brain where it's like ah we can think about this later and i went oh, okay cool mm-hmm. let's not focus on the real bad stuff right now so yeah brie brie hit it on the head it was um i think by us being able to to show where we've been and um you know talk about these these things that we're able to get past them to an extent and, and then start the next step which is equally as hard i think um because a lot of people, they languish in, in the down, but it's just as complicated when you're trying to stand back up. I mean, like not letting, trying to find ways to deal with all these old emotions. Almost like the other day, they're like, well, now that you're not drinking, you know, you have so many songs about drinking, what are you going to write about? And I was like, still mentally ill. So there'll be plenty of, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of content there. So much I, going I realized, on, man. Yeah, I was just playing the, the game on nightmare difficulty when yeah. I could just bump it down just to hard. Yeah. I didn't have mm-hmm. to always be you know one shot kill type situations which I, for some reason I, I you know i told my dad i was gonna out drink our genetic history of alcoholism and i did not i did not pass that one so yeah no. um but it, it was it was it had to happen it had to happen the way it mm-hmm. did and and it was painful and it's ugly and it's messy and it still is but man i've never been more hopeful in my entire life probably yeah so it, it, that's the thing that's when, when you deal with it really deal with it and then you can move on to dealing with the thousands of other things that you have to deal with so sure. uh, yeah i'm excited for a new challenge yeah, which is just being like mm-hmm. i i know the that everything is uh, 
Yeah. I know that everything was like, you know, very hard and ugly, but I think that it's very important that you guys kind of went through all of that together at the time while you were writing a record and everything, because it's like, makes you guys that much stronger. Like, yeah, you guys are opening up about all your, your uh, inner tur turmoil and shit. But then on top of that, you guys are experiencing crazy life events. It's like, you guys are like this now, like there's, there's no break in that. Like uh, we've been through, we've been through quite a bit as a band because there's seven of us. So yeah. there's always room for, uh, extracurricular drama, <laughs> you know, oh which gosh. is just really just lack of communication or, uh, you know, people forming tribes within the tribe to, uh, you know, it's like, it's like high school again, <laughs> you know, we, we, we solved it. We got a D 20 that we now roll and whoever gets the highest roll makes decisions. So, you know, democracy dice. Oh yeah. There we go. No one, but... no one can claim it's unfair. <laughs> um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should I do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a party album, workout album? What do you guys personally recommend? If, so, if it's up, yeah, Brie, go. Oh, I, I was going to say personally, and this is just me wanting everyone's attention because I love it so much. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's like road trip. Mm -hmm. You know, like your parents live in the country, you got that hour to get out there, sun's going down. Like I, we've, we've heard from the people who've heard it, you know, it's kind of like the people who were like, you know, I was, I was on a long drive, my flight got canceled. So I had to rent a car, one person, you know, it was kind of like, and then I, I got to like sit with it and listen to it and, mm -hmm. and kind of. I don't know, like in a way that you can sit with it. I would say road trip music. That's me. What do you think, Joey? Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, that's definitely, I, I think to, to really get into it, I think you got to listen to it twice. One mm -hmm. time after you've read what all the songs are about. Um, and then, you, then that one you listen to with headphones alone and with your black light on or something. I, I don't know. Um, consuming whatever's legal in your state and just really dive into it and um, let it, it feel however it feels. And then, you know, um, I, I think it is a, uh, an album that can be used for different things at different times. I think that sometimes it is very much a party album and, and it can be. And, and we, with this album especially, don't want to tell anyone how it's supposed to make them feel or like this is what that song's about you missed the point uh whatever you need it to be kind of like if you need it to be a road trip or, or a silent reflection night like i think there's space in it for it to be interpreted however you need it to be so i i i, I don't think there's a wrong way to listen to it as long as you know you you do uh, constantly and <laughs> repetitively on spotify preferably because that's what festivals track so get, the, get um, those streams up let's that go. would be <laughs> <laughs> all about uh, those streams man let's go let's get those monthly yeah yeah up. so if you guys could just put it on repeat when you're doing other things no i'm kidding mm -hmm. please. Yeah. <laughs> please you guys got seven people in the band you guys could do that <laughs> exactly we could, but then it becomes super obvious. It's like, hey, you had one guy in Tulsa listen to this 7,000 times. <laughs> um, no other city's done that. But that one guy, that one guy, he's going through it. We did have this one guy who listened to Alone in Your Apartment, which is our current most depressing song. He listened to it like 97 times Ooh. in a year. And I was like, bro, you good? Have you, have you have checked you gone on to therapy? Yeah, no, I do. I check on him quite a bit. I'm always like, hey, man, yeah. You know, you don't know. I saw you posted some clip diving lyrics today. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You should have an instant ping system on Twitter. It's like, hey, you just posted a sad clip diver song. You want to talk to somebody? We got yeah, people. You okay? yeah, we got seven people yeah. in the band. You can talk to someone. Exactly. <laughs> we are not mental health professionals. I do want to clarify that. Yeah. None of us yeah. have a licensing or degree mm-hmm. or can fix your problems or even results may vary upon individual listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but we are here. If if you need help finding resources, um, if you are struggling, like we'll help you find them. We'll help you get where you need to go, where someone can help you. Because I know mm-hmm. sometimes it's overwhelming to even get started. Um, yeah. So if you're watching this and you're like, man, I could use some therapy or maybe I could try some medicine or something, then, you know, if you need help, we'll help you. We'll help you find somebody who can help you. So. Um, well, we're not professionals. We definitely are here for anyone who's struggling. Um, you're not alone. And I think that's that could not be um, more our message than than anything else. It's you're not alone. We're here and we get it and we won't judge you like we know what it's like. So. Hell yeah. You guys are going to make me cry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I got uh, you cry last time, Glory. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I didn't even but- remember that. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of first listens, I did want to ask you guys, how did you guys listen to the masters for the first time when you got them? I think in the van. Yeah. No, it was, it, we listened to, usually on the way home from the studio, we'd listen to them in the van driving back to the studio, uh, depending when it was in the thing. But um, when we got them all, like the first mixes back, mm-hmm. we sat down, we had a speaker and we all would take notes. And then uh, that process was like all the notes on the master oh, or on the mixes the, that we poor, wanted to change. Poor guy. <laughs> oh no, it was a nightmare. There's seven of us. And oh, so oftentimes oh. we would give completely contradicting notes during in our in our meetings together. We'd be like, those symbols are too loud. Then it'd be like, we need more symbols. Yeah, turn the symbols <laughs> up. True. <laughs> and then that's when, you know, eventually Matt, not me, I would never, but Matt would send forward his um mixes and edit the other people's mixes. Uh, suggestions i would never do something like that oh uh, that. that's great that's a great I, way to fix i would things. never i personally have never done that never 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 i'm offended that you would imply that i that doesn't seem I like can't. something that Joey would do. I'm just saying. And like, look, look at him. Look at him right now. Listen to him. He's he he would never do such a thing. Yeah. Look at how flustered he's, he's getting. He would never do that. Himself, so it's obviously him. Yeah, Matt, you Matt, could never imagine such a thing. No, I would oh, never. Machiavelli? Who? I know. I never heard of him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, it was together. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I I think. We all got pretty emotional at times when we were listening to it. We we're like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't think it could sound that good. I mean, Seth Henderson at ABG really is an incredible producer. I mean, he he hits you with ideas and you're like, I don't know if that'll work. And then you hear it later and you're like, of course it works. Like, yeah, that's so not. much better. Mm-hmm. That's so much better than what we thought. Like, and that's that's why it's important to work with, you know, people that understand what you're trying to do and not just people who are getting paid for it. So, yeah, I think that would be a message for young bands. Find someone who's passionate about your work, not just somebody who will give you a tag on Instagram when it comes out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Sure. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you two to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Three words each, no more, no less. Uh, 
Who's going to go first? <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. <laughs> take it. Okay. If you if you're still on the fence, it's 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 it's, it's, it's pretty right. good. It's decent. Is there is there a question mark at the end of that? It's pretty good. It's more of like a, a dot dot dot. A like, dot selling this album right, for right. me. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's right. pretty good. I don't know. I'll think. I'll think of a better response. Okay. okay. Um. So the album in three words. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go with the first three that come to my mind. Okay. Um. I'm going, or what I hope it accomplishes, I suppose, because I, I hope that it is accessible. Mm-hmm. I hope that it is dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it is inspiring. Ooh. And I mean that in a real tangible way, like it's, it, it's in all caps with spaces between the letters, like I mean, inspiring to action, inspiring to reach out and get help, inspiring to become a little bit more self-aware, inspiring to sit with some negative feelings, like whatever that looks like. I think that it, it does inspire a lot of emotion. And so I, those are my three. Done. Joey, go. And, and it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. good. You didn't come up with anything else? It's yeah, pretty no, good. I, You're still I, stuck on I, that. Great. I was listening to Bree and I was like, those are good words. Why didn't I use those words instead? Those are pretty good words. Uh, I would say hopeful, okay. uh, challenging, um, mm. emotional, of course. That's in parentheses, not solid word. Oh, okay. word. Um, and then I would say um, fun. I mean, it, it is a fun album. There's a lot of really great riffs and, and harmonies and stuff that we got really excited to start to dive into, which we're only going to become more so. We want to be basically the Beach Boys of Easy Core, um, with Love just it. layers and layers of harmony. You can quote me on that. I think that's a pretty good quote. Uh, Beach Boys of no. Easy Core, okay. Yeah, I, there's just there's a lot of fun in it. There's there's some really good moments that if you just like music, you'll be like, oh, that was kind of cool, you know, like. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I think people are really gonna really gonna like it, especially um, kind of three through through like seven through eight. The songs that aren't on the aren't aren't gonna be singles or are. It's just a it's a ride. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that if you open yourself up, there's there's gonna be some stuff in there that resonates. So that's that's those are my seven hundred words. I was gonna um, say those that. are a lot All of three right. words. Let's uh, get it. <laughs> I was just being exponential on the, uh, you got to use your math when you can't. I don't know anything about math. I took college algebra three times, which should make me better at it. But, you know. So I failed algebra. Times. There yeah. is no shame. Yeah. yeah. Math is hard. It yeah, is. It is hard. Once um, they brought in, like, letters, I was done for. That no, I, I didn't even get the numbers yet. Yeah, why, why are we multiplying <laughs> letters? The letters have exactly. numerical value. I thought this was numbers. That's how you know it went too far. They went exactly. too far. Yeah. Exactly. They went too far. They got numbers and then imaginary letters, and you're like z axes and shit. Stuff up. Yeah. I didn't like, even get to that, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to see. Find the cosine, and I'm like, I don't know what the my cosine sign doesn't is. exist, asshole. You already know yeah. it. You tell you me. made it up. Exactly. Why, Why am I doing up? these? Once again, solving your you problems for you. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I showed them, and I dropped out of college. <laughs> there you go. They kicked me out. Exactly. That's. That's pretty badass. It's badass. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. I've been we to showed seven them. Colleges I showed and, them. And I'm a sophomore in college and I've been to seven colleges. So that tells you, yeah, I, I like to drink. <laughs> yeah. You just telling people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. So uh, back to the record, um, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through this uh, this album? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say, you know, just um, some some grace towards yourself while you're listening to it, because some of it will probably could resonate if you've ever been, you know, super sad trying to mask that with you know any any of the forms of escapism that you know we kind of men- mentioned and touched on. I would say. Um, the beginning process of any kind of self-reflection or evaluation is it's usually steeped in cognitive dissonance. So your body's going to automatically reject um, anything that makes you take a closer look at the fundamental cores of your being mm-hmm. um, as a survival mechanism. So like, as you start to kind of go through these, these things and, and think about loss and um, how you were and how you reacted to it, I, I think, I would just want them to have what I found, which was some grace and forgiveness and some some tenderness and empathy towards who I used to be. Instead of it, like, there's a line I in the third song that's like, I wonder if I'll know when the pain I've caused is in all I am. And I, wonder, uh, I, I don't know how to stop feeling like a villain in my own story. And I think that that was where a lot of people get stuck is... I am the worst person that's ever lived. And if only you knew who I was and what I've done, you would hate me because mm-hmm. I hate me. And I, and I, I know what I've done. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. so I, I would say just some, some patience and some, some mercy while you're listening. And if you start to feel anything, like just be kind to yourself and remember that you were probably trying your best. And even mm-hmm. if that's not who you want to be, like, you got to have a, a little bit of forgiveness. So I, I'd, I'd say that's going to be an important part of any uh, emotionally exhausting uh, journey. Um, it, it's just patience, patience. Know that it, it you know, um, things do get better, but they're not going to get better tomorrow. Um, it's going to take some time, but tomorrow might be better than today. So, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be one of my, my perspective. Of course, Brie has a, a, a different perspective, but I mean, there's, I, I'd say that's that's an important emotion to just remember when you're processing complicated emotional trauma. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would just simply like I would say that you know I would hope people that people feel sort of seen, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess my favorite artists are people who are super honest and make me feel a little less alone, or you know. <laughs> a little a little bit understood at least and you know the beyond just being like an angry teenager listening to you know angry music it's it's those it's those artists who make you make you feel like you're not weird for feeling what you feel and mm-hmm. maybe a little validated almost but I, yeah. that's what i would hope it would inspire that people no matter where they are in their journey feel validated along it I, i'd agree with that i'd agree with that 100 percent. i think when we were writing this, it was like, what could I have used when I was 17? Because when mm-hmm. we were younger, emo music kind of ended with the, everything is hopeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like nothing matters. You're going to be forever. You know, 
<laughs> like my favorite album growing up was Still Searching by Senses Fail, which very much ends in the protagonist taking his own life because he can't yeah. deal with his mental health problems. And so I'm 18, learning that I'm bipolar, losing mm-hmm. my mind and like, like I love Senses Fail. But if there'd been someone who'd been like, but wait, it can get better. I think mm-hmm. that would have helped a lot where you can channel that pain and that rage and that sadness but then you don't have to sit with it when you're done um, mm-hmm. because it, I mean, you still have to sit with the emotional, the emotionality of it, but like, yeah. you don't have to carry it all the time. Mm-hmm. It can, you can, you can let down your burden every once in a while and say, well, what if things like your brain's always saying, what if it doesn't work out? But every once in a while you say, well, what if it did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's, in, that's important. So I think Brie retouched that right on the, right on the head. We just want it to be accessible and, um, something that people can can find a little bit of solace in just a little bit of rest maybe come out the mm-hmm. other side going oh okay yeah what do we got to do now definitely so that's perfect um ken you guys you guys are, are always good to talk to you i don't know this is this is good this is really good um you guys are great interviewers so yeah, yeah. Nice. we're like talkative and sappy so anytime someone wants us to talk we're like really okay <laughs> absolutely yeah. we're down yeah. yeah we're both parents so anytime people are like tell us what you know instead of my nine-year-old being like you don't know <laughs> i know everything yeah <laughs> the other day he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna break dance in my talent show i was like you don't know how to break dance and he's like that's not important exactly <laughs> trust the process he'll, he'll figure it out yeah he's like all i gotta learn is the one where you spin on your back really fast and i was like exactly. oh, that's oh, only that one it's easy yeah sure cool. man you you got it you got you it say, so we give him 15 minutes people who were like yeah now he's juggling soccer balls so you know for so it's it's fine he'll oh it so wait so we moved on from break dancing to now <laughs> juggling yeah, because he realized that he doesn't know how to break dance or know anyone who knows how to break dance um, and doesn't want to learn. He just wanted Aww. to be able to do it, which I get. Aww. He's yeah. too much of his father. So, <laughs> That's fair. you know, I, I would say on another level, too, like, I'm excited for him to listen to this when he's older. Like, when he's mm-hmm. like 18, 19, when, you know, or a late teenager, to be able to be like, hey, man, this is this is who I was. Um, mm-hmm. And these are the things that kind of got me to where I am. And um, everything I do is trying to be a better father for him. Um, and so it's, it's cool. And I'm sure Brie has that same feeling of one day being able to be like, Hey, let's talk about what this is about. Let's talk about where we've been. Um, and how like our entire intention with the band comes from, I think being parents of wanting to help people not make the same mistakes that we've made. Yeah. Um, when we know how the story ends, which is in pain. And so we want to be able to be like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I know what you're about to do, but I've done it and it doesn't work. So yeah. let's skip that. Let's yeah. just skip that step altogether. So I think that's that's something else that like is super exciting about the album is one day having a snapshot of my life and being like, this is right before things got better. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Perfect. Uh, so <laughs> what is your favorite memory that you guys made while creating this record? Uh, um, we have something we can't talk um, about. Or... Uh, okay. I 
Um, I'm going to say that I think if we took a poll of the 386 of us in the band, that we would probably all agree mostly on uh, Lake Minnehaha. It is a uh, it is a place. It's a trailer park near Gary, Indiana, uh, that we spent a couple of nights while we were recording the album when we were finishing up. And, I thought it was a lakeside um, cabin. It was the tiniest cabin you've ever seen. All seven oh. of us had to sleep in there. Wow. The this incredible family that owned like these double lots and had turned it into this like vacation paradise with like outdoor couches and stuff took us in fed us for like two days um and I mean, feet. Feet. like absolutely Aww. and so we'd go to the studio and we'd come home and there'd be dinner ready and you know they'd have drinks and music they played cliff diver over their loudspeaker <laughs> as loud as they possibly oh, could everyone yeah. could hear within probably a quarter mile and then they had these golf carts and they'd take us to the the beach and we played frisbee and it was like it was a really difficult time because there were seven of us we were smashed in there it was hot there was you know sharing showers whatever but the the kind of the in-between you know was so fortifying and so like you kind of look around and realize that you feel safe even though it was like this really crazy situation I don't I don't know why I'm crying um but like just looking around and being like I feel safe right now like we're in this yeah. really crazy precarious situation but we caught each other and not only that but there are always people who will catch you and this mm -hmm. big family who took us in and didn't know us and started blaring our, you know, I want to say our crappy pop punk band, but not, we, you know, we're good, but yeah, our, exactly. our pop punk band, you know, from Oklahoma over these loudspeakers and we're so proud to know us like instantly and defeat us and take care of us. And those people exist yeah. and carry you through and sort of inspires us to be that for other people. But I, I'd say that was my favorite hands down. Uh, my favorite part um, yeah. when we were out. And, it was super and special. Yeah. When we pulled up, they didn't know who we were. Like we were trying to, we were like pulling into all these different driveways and like, who are you? And we're like, oh, we're a band. We're just staying here. And by the time we got out of the band and we're like moving <laughs> our stuff inside, that's when I like, I looked at Matt and I was like, what is that song? And I was like, oh, is that our song? Where's that our song? And it was them and they're blessed. They're like, you guys are in a band. And then like, <laughs> like they took care of us. Um, so that, that was a really special weekend. I'd say um, the other best time was, um, there was a cool disc golf course, like 15 minutes from the studio called Lemon Lake. Um, they had like five disc golf courses on there. And so like we, we'd go to the studio all day and then we'd go play disc golf as a band. And um, it was a really cool course for one. And the people who worked there were really sweet and like gave it's us free food and like gave us discs and stuff. And like, like we thanked them in our album release. Like can't wait to go back through there so we can see them again at the Lemon Lake Flight Center. If you're in the greater Indiana, Chicago area and looking for a challenging, they're not paying me to say this, by the way, um, <laughs> but a challenging but fun uh, adventure in the woods, stop by the Lake Lemon, Lemon Lake Pro Shop Flight Center. Oh, there yeah. you go, thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, no, it was it was awesome. I'm I'm very happy to hear that you guys still had amazing times during the entire um, recording process. Just hearing what you guys were going through while you were writing it, while you were recording it. I'm just so happy to hear that you guys still had 
fun experiences that you could look back on and be like, wow, I'm so happy that that happened. Wow. I'm so happy that that family took us in with like open arms. I don't, it just, it makes me happy. I'm just, I'm yeah, it's good. It is. It's like, it's, it's those it's, but that's the thing is, you know, if you, if you're, if you're training yourself to hold on to those things instead of disregarding them, because, you know, you get to a point sometimes where you can't even accept that kind of, you know, that kind of love or affection from somebody else. What is oh, yeah. up with you? And, you Without know, being and so I think, yeah. I think yeah. there's a, you know, kind of like that, that point too, where you're so low that it's like, you'll take it from anybody. And that was us. Mm-hmm. And they just, and those people will show up. And if you let them, you know, it, it was, it was beautiful. It was so cool, Glory. Yeah. It was, they were amazing. <laughs> we still keep in touch with them. Except, it's good. Yeah. Nathan and Coco. Um, Shout out. Oh yeah. Really sweet. Um, th- there's a Mr. Rogers quote that says like in times of, of great panic, always look for the helpers because mm-hmm. they're there um, if you choose to look for it. And, and I think that was a, it, it comes back up as a reminder of like, even though we felt like everything at that exact moment, we ended up in that trailer park was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole complicated story, but basically it's like everything felt like it was falling apart. Yeah. And we were all freaked out. And then this family just showed us some kindness and and loved on us and saved the band probably, um, wow. you know, by just being good people. For no reason. They got nothing out of it. There was no there was no reason for them to do it. But like mm-hmm. they went they went out of their way and, and treated us, you know, with such kindness that it, it's still like I get how Brie feels. It's like it's 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 a moment of just like <sighs> why why are you doing this and they're like yeah. you guys look like you need some food and we're like we do need some food we we're yeah. so tired <laughs> you yeah. know it's, it was it was cool it was really cool oh yeah well since we were on we, food, we have moments like that yeah since we're on the topic of food that's a perfect segue into my next question so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station filling up you know you're gassing up the homies and you're there for a rest stop uh what is your snack of choice I like that little extra bit. Hell yeah. Ooh, okay. So, oh, oh, that's so rough. Okay. So I do love beef jerky, especially if we're at Bucky's, you know, cause when you're, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it changes, right? Cause if it's the first week of tour, then you're still thinking like, oh, I can get a big bag healthy. of clusters and mm-hmm. I want, um, zaps. Oh, that's my chip, you know? So like, but if you're at the end of tour, all I want is like a friggin' banana. I want something that was alive at one point, like (laughs) actual food. Yeah. So I'm going to say for me, um, it is probably beef jerky overall, because I will take that at any point. Mm-hmm. Are you like black pepper, original, teriyaki, barbecue? I'm what are we talking about? Teriyaki, a spicy, sweet, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a, a, and like thick. Like thick yes. Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. That's me. I, w- I would say for me, it all depends also on what part of tour it is, because that depends on how much money I have. You know, <laughs> that makes sense, I don't have much. And then it's like, what is the healthiest thing I can get for a dollar seventy-five at this gas station in rural Illinois? Like, is there something that has fruit or is there a, a cliff bar of some kind that I can mm-hmm. 
steel or something like Mm -hmm. uh you just become really like you're exhausted and and you're just like man i'm so hungry (laughs) but i don't want to just eat another 10 cheeseburgers because then i'm just then i'm gonna feel terrible and still be hungry Mm -hmm. by some emergency (laughs) (laughs) but i I would say i would say if i have the money and i can just Mm -hmm. buy whatever i want i'm just wandering in Mm -hmm. uh then usually it's probably Chex Mix and a Yerba Mate or Gatorade. That's my okay. go-to. A little salty, a little sweet. Of course. All right. And the, what flavor the, the... Chex Mix? Uh, original. Original? I tried the white cheddar the other day and it was terrible. Have you tried the classic <laughs> cheddar? Who who has the white cheddar flavor? Well, it's new. And so I had to try it. Uh, it's not good it's not no. good it's not it was like old old cheddar oh, but like yeah. you should be able to taste that in a chip seasoning because mm-hmm. it comes off super manufactured That's but uh fucking I, also, I, I love the old hot and spicy the original hot and spicy mm-hmm. chex mix with the the triangle the nacho cheese triangle yeah 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 my favorite yeah those are my so favorite good. yeah so yeah. good and they've never been able to replicate the seasoning blend. They tried to reintroduce in it. Didn't you miss me on that fake, fake seasoning. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Baked Alaska. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will defend this. Um, Go for it. I think okay, so baked Alaska, right? There's layers to it. Of course. Okay. Um, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I think we're, you know, we're naturally, we're not perfect people and we're not always nice, but we're always sweet. I don't know how else to put that. But I feel like maybe it's just like the Oklahoma in us, but I feel like everyone in the band's really sweet. Yeah. So I would say we have to be a dessert because of that, because the boys are so sweet. And there's like layers to it, but mm-hmm. then you got like a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and then it's literally on fire. It is, <laughs> it is a ridiculous, mm-hmm. like both sides of the spectrum. It is not scared to surprise you. Yeah, and it's very dynamic. So it's a great answer. That's perfect. Thank you. I would Thank say. You. I'd say we'd be like a seven course tasting menu uh, mm-hmm. at a fancy restaurant where it's like, <laughs> we're all individual and we all serve different purposes, but there's some thematic elements that tie them together. So if you have got a real nice restaurant and you're like, oh, these are all based on waterfowl or something. You're like, oh, interesting. And this has got mm-hmm. fee mixed in. Well, they're not the same. They all kind of come together to make one coherent dish due to the things that unite us, not the things that make us separate, but the things that are different about us. And I don't know why I was doing the Illuminati triangle right <laughs> I don't, like yeah. people, Now that we're assigned, uh, I just had to gotta <laughs> come out and say, get yeah. In, get in a quick hail uh, the golden or No, I'm just kidding. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club, guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're so happy mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. here. Uh, I missed the Illuminati Ooh. meeting this morning, but if you can just, God. you know, send me over the notes. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. I recorded it. So I'll send it over. You know, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I'd say that's where we are. We're, we're, we're it's, it seems extravagant at times. It might seem excessive at times, but um, I think with, with the right tact, um, it can be exactly what you hope for it to be. And it can be a beautiful, emotional thing. 
because food yeah. can tell a story too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like that. Brie, Brie put a lot of thought into the individual dish, and I love that because she nailed it. Mine's more of an overarching thematic metaphor. So we did it mm-hmm. together. Hell yeah! Both two great. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, so for the last couple, I wish questions. fans understood that. <laughs> like you don't lose power, you gain power. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Two heads, smart. Two heads, exactly, exactly. So much more brain power. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? Okay, I want to be a cat. I, I'm just, a lot of people who know me say I'm very cat-like. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'd want to do, like, cuddles kind of like on my term my terms but also like very independent and like you know cats seem to like get to do pretty much whatever they want yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but like I'm like not, not a bad cat just a just a like a a spoiled one mm-hmm. a house cat yeah big house pretty one yeah. for the pool you know everybody <laughs> wants to be a cat um, according to the 1967 smash hit by disney the aristocats oh. so I, I i agree with that um no but I, I think i'd be a bird i'd be a bird i want to fly i want to do the the eagle or the falcon thing where you dive at 200 miles an hour i think that's be pretty cool, cool. yeah be pretty cool. um just be fast and be like oh, i'm just gonna be a bird i'm i'm tired of this stuff i'm gonna go fly away now that would be nice just being like you know what screw you guys I'm out and then just yeah. fly away. I think that'd be sick. That would be like, crazy. hey, you know what? I'm done here. I'm done here. I'm yes. out of here. And then I just like, I'm out of here. You just gone. Yeah. That that'd be nice. It would that get would. rid of most of my social anxiety. I feel like if I could just be like, that, ah, I'm out and just fly away. That, yeah, <laughs> you have I agree. a point. Yeah. You have a point. Yeah, I think I want to be. But see, a I'm, too. I'm also torn. Have you guys ever read Animorphs? Because it's really traumatic about thinking about being stuck as a bird for the rest of your life. Like is. Is Animorphs, Animorphs the one with that that meme with the girl turning into like a rat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, it's about aliens that gave you the ability to turn into animals, but if you stayed as the animals for longer than three hours, you were stuck as them for life. Oh my god, three hours? Yep. Yeah, that's wow. all you have. You, you like don't 12? get out, you're stuck. Wow. Nope, three. You have three hours. Hopefully, you're not flying when it happened. Well, then you just remain a bird forever. I guess that's better than turning back into a human while you're flying. Yeah, mid-flight, yeah. yeah. Okay. So those well, are my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, so if you could have lunch with any, any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Joey. Uh, probably Max Bemis from Say Anything. Mm. Just because I want to I want to talk to him about um, kind of what his process was. with Because he, he we share a lot of the same, like, diagnoses and stuff like that um and he he was a huge influence on me when it came to being honest about mental health and in leaders and stuff like that so i i just want to hang out with them and see if he he wants to sing whoa with me i'll bring my guitar and be like how fun i just have this guitar here like whoa so crazy, that come from? crazy if we yeah. all the word and then i'd hope he would just join in yeah, yeah. Like, if he didn't that'd be kind of awkward yeah exactly and then we'd yeah. form a duo um, and mm-hmm. be best friends. Oh, so, that, that's a great that's, plan. That's my lunch. I love that. Yeah, yeah be good lunch. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I feel like I'm I'm torn, but I'm gonna go with uh, probably like Lauren Hill. 
Cause like, I feel like she would say a bunch of things I don't understand and I would just like cry, but I'd understand later, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe she'd be a little mean. I don't know, but I'd want to hear everything that she'd have to say. And I think she's just like somebody that I like, I don't know. She, I respect her so much and I think she's so crazy talented and mm-hmm. funny and <laughs> like, I mean, just like funny as a person and as yeah. a figure, like she's just kind of a funny figure as far as like, pop culture and the evolution of, of kind of like hip hop goes and, and even the exploration of a lot of, um, a lot of genre bending she did that I don't think it's talked about. And so I, I, I would definitely want to hang out with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lauren Hill's such a good pick. I don't think we've gotten that one yet. We've only asked this question like 15 times. Maybe that's a stretch, but like Lauren Hill has got to be my favorite one now. Man, I just, well, I can't I'm even gonna change my answer. <laughs> no, sorry. No. Well, I mean, I'm choosing 1997 Brad Pitt. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, I'm changing mine to Polly Shore. Okay, that's uh, real abrupt. Just current Polly Shore? Or like old Polly? Because I, I went just back in time. We were going to change our answers back and forth for a little while. I, I had yeah, I, I'm changing mine to Abraham Lincoln. I'm changing oh. the fucking question. <laughs> So like cat, you gotta write us in. We've been over this. Cat's uh, so for this last question, and boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Okay, uh, pop three. Uh, oh, sure. All right, all right. Which no, one does that go first. I gotta think. Uh, I am bringing blue. the Vanilla Sky soundtrack as my mm-hmm. album. The person I'm bringing is my best friend, Samantha. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. awesome and like my right arm. And then the movie that I'm going to bring is uh, <laughs> probably the movie I've seen the most that I probably would rewatch forever for the rest of my life is Boondock Saints. Don't read me for it. I don't want to hear it. But that movie is probably the one I'd bring so I could just comfort watch it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I have four copies Sorry of it over on my DVD case. So don't <laughs> judge me either. It's a great film. Um, mm-hmm. Those are great answers, Brianna. I think I would choose, <clears throat> for the album, I would choose, I think, um, the original London cast uh, recording of Fan of the Opera. Hmm. um just because that was like the first one of the first albums that like blew my mind i was like five or six and my parents once saw in dallas and my dad like had never seen a play but he grew up really poor in detroit and he'd never seen a big musical before and he came back and it was just like it blew his mind so yeah. we'd ride around the car and he would tell us a story like what was happening during different parts of the songs and like that kind of brought my love for wanting to be a performer um that's where mm-hmm. it all comes from is that album and i I could listen to it every day um, and and be pretty happy. I feel like just because I either that or where you want to be by taking back Sunday. But I think I think I'd, I'd go with you know, the opera. And then for movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? I think probably okay. I could probably watch that every day for the rest of my life and not be upset. Um, I think that would probably be the movie. And then for person, um, my nine year old son. 
because that's awesome. My bike yeah. is my best friend. And, if if my girlfriend's watching this, you would be the second, the second <laughs> choice. Um, I would make number she, two to the kid. Yeah, exactly. Caitlin, you get it. You get it. I think exactly. It's wonderful if you're watching oh, yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but definitely uh, Dallas. All right. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um, tickets are on sale for our tour. We're going to the uh, East Coast for the first time. Um, playing Philly and D.C. and um, Connecticut and Brooklyn and Atlanta, all over the place. Um, that's all on our um, Instagram or Twitter. You can find all the dates and where you can buy tickets. Um, so I'd say buy, buy those. Do that if you want. That'd be cool. Unplug that. Bree, what about you? Um, yeah, no, definitely. We're going on tour. Wear a mask. Come say hey. Um, we also, um, we're going to be announcing some fun, um, some fundraising opportunities with our merch coming up. So keep an eye out with that and partnering with some nonprofits, um, and getting to make some announcements for some partnerships with that. So kind of just keeping an eye up uh, on our socials for that coming up. Oh yeah. All right. Come to come to Virginia. You guys are going everywhere but Virginia on your tour. And I'm we're coming right we're coming right by Virginia. But we'll come to Virginia. Make a stop <laughs> and, and like play in my backyard, my roof, my deck. We have the day off. We have the day off. Virginia is like halfway. We could talk about that. I yeah, hit us up. We'll come play in your deck. I, I bet. <laughs> All right. We'll do it. Cool. Catch Cliff Diver uh, this the summer. The only thing I'd plug <laughs> would, would be, I, there's one more thing I'd plug that um, you're doing a great job and that this is a great podcast and I've I've watched a ton of episodes and I, I really think y'all's passion um, for the scene and for the things that go into the albums is, is incredibly important. Um, and I think that the two of you have done a fantastic job in spreading awareness for new artists and for kind of pushing the scene into feeling more like a unified collection of people. And I think it's really beautiful what you guys do. And I'm really proud of you guys. So I'd plug the good noise cast Thank as you. well. We appreciate it. Is it your goal for every interview to make me cry? I'm sorry, Bree. <laughs> no, I never want to make people cry. I People make, I cry a lot. Like when fans tell us things and they're like, here's a super emotional thing that happened to me. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, I was the one who had cancer. Why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know. So I love you. And I'm just hugging yeah. people. I get you, Glory. We're sympathetic. We're empathetic criers. Mm-hmm. We just, we love people. We yeah. just love people. We love to see people happy. Hell you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why you're so great at what you do. You're, you're awesome. So are you, Shane. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been Cliff Diver, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.